Amen. Hallelujah. If you'll all go with me in prayer really quick. Father, I thank you for giving me utterance today as I speak, and that when I preach, I do not speak with enticing words of man's wisdom, but instead I speak in demonstration of your spirit and your power that's working in me, and that the people that hear this word will not be hearers only, but doers also. And they will take it to their heart, and it will be, they will be the good ground, not the wayside, not the rocky ground, or the weedy ground, because none of those grounds produce fruit or prosper. And we all want to prosper. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, what I would like to bring to you today is what I would like to call the X factor. <laughs> Making sure this thingy is in my pocket. The X factor. The greatest advantage we have on this earth today. Now, how many of you would say it was this? Well, that's true. This is part of our greatest advantage. But I believe the single most greatest advantage that we have on this earth today is the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is our he is the one of the Trinity that we have on the earth today. Amen. Yes, Jesus lives inside of you, but he's not in us. Well, he's in us, but he's not here anymore. But the Holy Spirit is. And I would like to tell you why you need him. What he does for you. You know, he's kind of like our super soldier serum. You know, Captain America. I have to get an analogy in here. Captain America, before he had the super soldier serum, he was this itty bitty scrawny dude, right? And he tried to stand up to a bully. And what happened? He got beat up. Real bad. He had a black eye, bloody nose, and more than that. And then Jesus had, well, his friend had to come save him. But when he got the super soldier serum, he beat all those bullies up. And the Holy Spirit is our super soldier serum. He fills us up, and He gives us power. Amen. So, let's get into the Word. Let's go to John 16. Say amen when you get there. And starting in verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. And this is red letters. This is Jesus talking. It is to your advantage that I go away. I want you to put yourself in Peter or John's, the disciples' place. Imagine the, little, the literal incarnation of God right there in front of you, and he tells you it's better for you if I go away. I'd be like, do I need to slap you silly? What's going on? That's not true. I know it's better for me, but we don't. We don't know what's better for us. Resuming in the verse, for if I do not go away, the helper, capital H, will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Now, of course, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, the helper. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified 
If I can get there real quick. It says, However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Advocate, Intercessor, Strengthener, and Standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. Amen. Now, Obviously, it says right there, this is the Word of God. How many people believe this? It says, He is a helper, an advocate, a standby, an intercessor. Have any of you guys messed up a prayer before? Jesse Duplantis says, The only reason I like speaking in tongues is because it's the only prayer I can't mess up. And he is absolutely right. Because it's the Holy Spirit, Spirit speaking through you. But I also looked up the definition of helper in the Greek. History will tell you that the New Testament was originally written in Greek. And that word, in the strong, for according to Strong's Concordance, is helper, obviously, aider, assistant, pleader, intercessor, and my personal favorite, counsel for defense. So, think for a minute what all counsel for defense could mean. My dad, uh, before he gets on a plane, he stands outside of it, puts his hand on and says, Little birdie, you're going to take me all the way. Amen. But he checks his inward witness, which is the Holy Spirit, and he either gets a red light or a green light. And that red light could be his counsel for defense, for his protection... Because if that plane is going to crash, that's not defense. Right. (laughs) I would say that's the opposite of defense. Right? And I'm sure all of you need at least one person in that life that fits one of those descriptions. Do any of you want... Just pick which one of those you want. Right. And you need somebody like that. But get this. All right? All right? Get this. When you're filled with the Spirit, you receive all of those at once. On the inside of you, working with you, trying to guide you. Trying. Trying. And as the helper, as the helper, you know, helpers don't... Mom, if you asked me, to help you with the dishes, I do not expect you to walk away and expect me to do it all. You need to be taking notes. Now, I know she speaks in like a code. So, honey, the trash is full means go take out the trash. But... So far, I don't think the Holy Spirit speaks in code. So, as the helper, 
we still have to give him an invitation for him to do his work. I try to say when I pray, Holy Spirit, I give you an invitation to work in my life. Do whatever you want to do. But he is not going to override you. You know, has anybody watched the movie uh, Star Wars? The first one? No, the fourth one to some of you people. It's the first one. I will fight you on this. Obi-Wan is talking to Luke, and uh, Luke is like, oh, so it leads me. And Obi-Wan's, yeah, says, yes, it guides you, but it does not, but it obeys your commands. The Holy Spirit is not going to override you. He is our super soldier serum and our force. Come on. (laughs) Do I have an amen from you? Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now, I would also, same chapter, uh, John 16, in verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He speaks what God hears. He does not speak on his own authority. Now, a guide. I like guides. I'm sure Dad's in Mexico right now, and I'm sure he would like a guide going through Mexico City. Because there's some dangerous parts of Mexico City. Right? So I'm sure he would like a guide on where to go and what places he can go without the Council for Defense without being hurt. And, you know, I was in the woods the other day trying to prepare. Now, don't think I'm one of those weird people that goes out into the woods and like, okay, those mountain preachers. I'm not one of those. I was just trying to get alone, right, with God. And I had my notebook and a pen was in it. It's got one of those pen slots. And I was twisting it around because I like to do things with my hands. I don't like to just... Oh, yeah, yeah. I like to be doing something with my hands. So I'm twisting the notebook around, and it falls out. Keep in mind, this is in the middle of the woods, and I don't recognize it for about 10 minutes. It's not even my pen. And... Hallelujah. And it falls out. It falls out, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, where did my pen go? And, you know, I brought the notebook out there so in case I heard from God, I could write something down. But I can't do that without the pen. (laughs) So I said, Holy Spirit, show me where this pen is. And then I kind of just kind of let it go in my mind. Don't, when you stay in the mental arena, that's when the devil can get you. That's when the devil can get you. Because he can't get to your spirit. Because your spirit is your new man and resurrected and holy. 
but your soul has to be changed by your spirit. Right. You got to renew your mind every day. Every day, you got to renew your mind. Amen. Your soul did not change when you got filled with, or when you got born again. Amen. That's why, you know, ministers like Kenneth e. Hagin, he couldn't, you know, get his mind renewed one day and be done never renew his mind again and still have the same anointing, level of authority, all that stuff that was on his life. He had to renew it every day, as we all do. All right, back to the story. So I'm just walking along, praying, going in circles around this little area, cleared out area we have in our woods. And I looked for it for a few minutes, and it's nowhere to be seen. I'm thinking... Gosh, it's in the woods. It could be under leaves. It could be in the grass. It could be anywhere. It could have rolled into the pond because of the hill. (laughs) That pen is gone. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm just going about my business. My mind's saying, I'm not going to find this pen. And there it is, about 10 minutes later, laying on the ground. Without the Spirit's help, I would most likely not have found that pen. Amen. That one little bit of gray and black in this entire area of brown, green, and whatever color you want to picture. Right. <laughs> but I found it. Amen. And I wrote my testimony down with that pen. I made sure I did not forget that. Pastor Nancy said, the more you rehearse your stories, the more God will repeat it. Because that shows that you appreciate what he did for you. And that you didn't be like, oh, thank you. We got some. Do we have any of those people here today? I'll get mom to use her Terminator eyes on all of you. She can see the slightest detail in everything. If something is messed up, she will know. Miss Jennifer is my witness. Brett is my witness. She will find you and deal with you. I'll let it be right there. All right, next point. He is our direct line to God. He is how we get a hold of him. You know, in the Old Testament, uh, you can pray, but you pray out of your own knowledge and stuff. And they had the law kind of as their basis to be connected with God. They didn't have the same connections we have today. But when we're filled with the Spirit, we can talk directly to God himself. If you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Thank you. First Corinthians 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. When you're praying in tongues, unless you have interpretation in that moment, you, can, you have no idea what you're saying. That's the Holy Spirit speaking in you again. It's not from our own knowledge. 
Again, it's coming from our spirit, not from our head, which is in the soul, mind, will, and emotions. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So it says, he does not speak to men, but to God. You know, I think it would be very cool to talk to like King David, you know. That'd be a cool experience. The man who cut off a giant's head and dragged it through the city. Could you imagine? You got a giant head. And he's just dragging it. Hey. No wonder people were scared of him. But, you know, I would rather talk to the God who did it. The Spirit came. David was strong with God because he spent time fellowshipping with him. But he was not the God doing it. You know, or Elijah or Moses when they split the sea. It'd be cool to talk to them. But what about the God who did the work? All Elijah did was tap it with some clothes and boom, there it is. <laughs> Strike that rock and water spews out of it. But uh, it was God who did that. And, you know, you, though you, it takes patience, and you may not be fully in the Spirit yet when you're praying, that's because you've got to get out of your head and into right. your spirit. Right. Yeah. There's something in the way. Amen. Yes. Amen. <laughs> it's called you. <laughs> Helping you out. So I'm not saying it doesn't take patience, but God is not putting you on hold. Faith, how did it feel being on hold with the people for the carpet, you know, for like 30 minutes? Or how how long was it? A while, she said. And listen, if 15 minutes in the store means an hour, a while is a long time to her. Right. It's a long time. That's like, that's like, for me, a really long time. Right. A really long time. <laughs> you know, it's good to have fun in church, right? You know, I can't get into the spirit being bored. And I'm not saying church, is, church can be boring. I can see why some people would rather watch football. It's got some entertainment in, compared to some churches. <laughs> Got to be careful. I might not be able to do this again. <laughs> but yeah, when I'm sitting there like this. God tells you to raise your hand. (laughs) 
That is boring. So it's good to laugh in church. I'm just saying that. I'm getting off course. But you know what? Who needs these, right? Okay. In the same verse, I'll read it again. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks. No one can know. You know, guys think, I know. <laughs> Listen, you, I know, okay? I know what to do. You know, you're fixing the lawnmower. <laughs> Your wife calls out to you. Do you know what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> no. No. You know, watching the YouTube video one time might not get it done. <laughs> Has any of you been there? <laughs> you at least need to watch it twice if you're... No wonder people cost you a lot of money. Because you don't know. You can't do it yourself. So they can charge whatever they want. When we speak in tongues or in the Spirit, we speak the mysteries out for our life. Does anybody want to know the perfect job to take? Or what college to go to? What to do when you have no idea what to do? Uh, Brett said that uh, he was looking for paint colors for the thing, right? Mm -hmm. For paint, yeah. Oh, paint. He was looking for, oh, to put on the, the outside, the church. Right. To put on the church. You put paint on things. Right. <laughs> you need to stop laughing at me. Okay. Exactly. And, he, you know, paint can be deceiving. You don't know exactly what color it's going to look like when it gets on there because you got to deal with the sun shining on it, not LED little bulbs. The paint that may be faded out there if you're trying to match it. And it can be difficult to choose which one you want. But Brett was led by the Spirit, this goes with, he is our guide, and he got a color very, very close, and the Holy Spirit told him to pick that one. That he led him when he didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do on a lot of things. You know, let me tell you, geometry is difficult. Can I get an amen? Biology is difficult. Can I get an amen? Amen. Okay. So sometimes I guess. Sometimes I get it right, sometimes I get it wrong. But you know, I can do better about this. I'm preaching to myself too. 
I'm probably preaching to myself more than I am to you. I could have used the Holy Spirit in that to guide me. And a lot of times I'm thinking something like the multiple choice questions. Should this one, this one? And one makes more sense to my brain, but part of me just has a feeling to go with the other one. And I go with the one that makes sense to my brain and I get it wrong. All right. So he, you can speak out the mysteries for your life. What job to take, where to go, what college to go to. How to act when friends are annoying you. Or siblings. Holy Spirit's like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't, 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 don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> I've been there. Oh, you have too. I see. All right, the next one. Number f- Yeah, well, four. Four, I believe. I don't know. The next point. There you go. The Holy Spirit is the orchestrator for all the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit, not you, not you, not you, not even you. You are not the orchestrator for the gifts of the Spirit. You don't get to decide when you're going to run in church. You don't get to decide when you're, or when not to. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. He decides that. So if you'll turn with me. To 1 Corinthians, not 14 this time, 12. Amen. Let's just start in verse 7. I don't know. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to to another prophecy, to another (coughs) discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues. Now down to verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Dr. Jacobs did not choose to be a prophet. You know, if you're making a smart decision, it'd probably be better not to do that because that just means there's a whole load of more responsibility on you. Because you have to be willing to make people mad. To not be liked. 
A lot of people doing what God tells them are not liked by most people. You know, they may be liked by you all and by us, but they're probably not liked by everybody. I know they're not liked by everybody. Make people mad. But he is the orchestrator for all the gifts of the Spirit. If you want revival to come down, who wants to go to heaven sooner than later? Do any of you ever want to be sick again or sad again or mad again? Well, all things are perfect in, the whole, in heaven, right? But you can't get there without the Holy Spirit. Because for the revival to happen... Which Jesus has to fulfill the revival now. It's been prophesied. He's got to do it now. He doesn't have a choice. But he's not going to get down here till somebody operates in these gifts. Prophecy, tongues of interpretation, healings, wisdom. They got to be willing to look weird. You know, the actual definition of weird is extraordinary. That's the number one definition for weird. Then the secondary definition for weird is out there. The kind of out there we think of when weird. But the first weird is extraordinary. So when some, if I say, when I tell Faith she's weird, she says thank you. <laughs> I've learned to do the same thing. Now, you guys would probably want to operate in the gifts of spirit. Do any of you want to prophesy? I'm sure that'd be pretty cool. You know, that'd be pretty cool and neat, neat. Uh, but <laughs> you can't do that unless you're full of the spirit. Full. With a renewed mind. Now, a renewed mind doesn't mean thoughts are never going to come to you because the devil can fire as many thoughts as he wants you, and the more you grow in the Spirit, the more he'll do it. Because you're no threat to him without the Holy Spirit. You got no power. You don't have uh, Thor's hammer or Mjolnir in your hand or a shield. You don't have that. You don't have that. But when you're filled with the Spirit, you got some, some backing. It says in Acts 1 8 that when you're filled with the Spirit, that comes with power. Amen. Power. Amen. Who wants to be like powerful? Amen. Like when I speak, things change. Amen. Like you break something, you know, or you do something, or let's say you're broke, absolutely broke, but you got some word and the spirit in you. You can speak to that money, and you have to expect it to come. It doesn't come unless you're expecting it to come. <laughs> that also takes patience. You can't just be like, Lord Jesus, I want a million dollars right now. And then you've got your eyes closed. You hold your hands out. You look up and expect million dollars to be there. Unless you've got a whole lot of faith and a whole lot of spirit, that's probably not going to happen. But over time, when you keep calling it 
every day it'll come. All right. So he is the orchestrator for all the gifts of the Spirit. He does it all. And he chooses how he wants to work. You invite him and he obeys your commands. You invite him to come to work in your life. Then you can't, you can't, when you do that, you know, people say that, but they don't actually mean it. <laughs> you know, somebody said, uh, I think it was either Jesse Duplantis or something, somebody said, God doesn't believe a word you say. He believes what, he, what you do. You know, you say, I will do whatever you want me to do, Jesus. And then God's up there going, it's not the first time I heard that before. <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard it from your mouth. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, why did Jesus say it's better for him to come? Because he did the same things. Don't misunderstand me. He did the same things that you can do, and he did it in a full measure. So why is it better if he leaves? Does anybody know? He's only in one place at one time. If you'll turn with me to Acts. You guys doing good? Yeah. I've got a whole load of time, so we could be here for a while. I'm having fun. What's so funny? I hear you laughing. Well, like father, like son. You know, I asked, praying, let the same anointing that's on dad come upon me. So, well, here you go. The Lord Jesus fulfilled my prayer. You know, the, even stuff like that is supernatural. It may not be spectacular. Humans are so stupid sometimes. You know, the most intelligent creature on the planet, I just call them stupid. Well, actually, the Holy Spirit's on the planet. I correct myself. All right, you guys there yet? I've been waiting on y'all. Acts 2, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. All right. So he said he's going to pour it on all flesh. Now notice the order of things that he says. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. What's up there? Okay. You guys were all looking up there. <laughs> Thought there may have been a funny picture of me or something. 
uh, then your young men, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. The Spirit comes down, then you can do the things that Jesus did. So the Holy Spirit is everywhere and can work on all people if they let them. If they let Him. The Holy Spirit is ready. You know, the cars at NASCAR or whatever you want to call it. Sit and they're, they're ready. They're revving their engines. But until the guy says go, they're not moving. They're ready. They've got their engines revved up. Rev your engines, you know. And they are ready to go. But unless the guy gives them the green light, he's not doing anything. We are that green and red light. And for most Christians, the red light is always on. And they ain't doing nothing. I'm not saying anything bad when I say this, okay? <laughs> Dr. Jacobs called people SOBs. Dr. Dufresne, the Sunday only bunch. Oh. Anyways. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Now, I understand, you know, if you can't make it. You know, there is grace. There's grace. So if you can't make it because of work and stuff like that, that's understandable. I'm not criticizing all of you, okay? I'm just trying to... Just talking. I'm just talking to you. All right. <laughs> he is like living water. Let's turn with me to John 7. Actually, verse 39. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Wait, where? Okay. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. That's what I was meaning to do. All right. The Holy Spirit's like living water. Now, what does water do? flows. So if you need a certain area of your life to be to be filled or to be dealt with, the water flows. And the water will flow to that. It says rivers. So water can flow to one area. It can flow to the other. But I had the thought. Hmm. Genius Rex. 
All right. Rivers. Rivers are pretty powerful, right? So what if it's not just talking about quantity, but the power of multiple rivers working on the inside of you? And also, when I think of water, I think, that's so refreshing. When you get ice cold water, there's something about it, especially in the summertime. I've been outside. (laughs) Brett likes Mountain Dew when it's uh, really cold. I'm not picking on you, Brett. But I've had days I've spent an hour or so playing just basketball and outside 70, 80 degree weather. And there's nothing like ice cold water. So if you're dealing with trouble, that water can come to you and refresh you and bring strength to you. Listen, I've had times where I've been out there in the heat and my hands are shaking. I feel empty. Empty. But then once I drink that water, it's like strength has come back. All right, uh, Maurice, where are you at? Come up. Now, we got two Christians here. You guys can picture what this one is. And this one, well, you guys know what this one is, right? Now, would you like to play the devil? Sure. <laughs> I'm hiring you for a movie. All right. Attack the Christian. Look. Look what's happened to this. Now, here, I need to put some air out of it. I could, he could crush this all day. Okay. Crush that one. Without breaking the... Now, this is a very hard thing to break. Does anybody want to try? Yeah. Okay. It's full. Yeah, you can go back. You can sit down now. It's full. And finally... He is as of a fire. That's in Acts 2, 3. You can turn there if you want to. It says, if uh, tongues as of fire sat upon them. Now, what does fire do? It burns things. So when you spend more and more time in the Spirit, those things in your life that you used to do and used to approve of, you can feel it burning, and you're like, uh, do we want to burn this Holy Spirit? Do we this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just let, it'll burn the bad stuff. Yeah. But, okay, that's actually a good analogy. Thank you, Jesus. It'll burn leaves. It'll burn wood. It'll burn trash. What does it do to gold? It purifies it. <laughs> melts it, and then they can put it into a new mold. And you can be molded into something completely new. 
He's the fire that can change you. Amen. It says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, be not conformed. You know, you can't conform gold, just regular, but be transformed. And you can be transformed this way. Now, I'm not going to do this myself, but uh, if any of you aren't filled with the Spirit but want to be, I would recommend buying Dad's book or seeing him when he gets back. But that, that's all I have. <laughs>